Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Southern Fried Podcast. I'm Rex Nelson, Senior Editor of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Thank you for joining us, and we're going to talk for the next 30 minutes or so about one of the most exciting things going on in Arkansas right now, and that is the spectacular renovation and expansion of the Arkansas Museum of Fine Arts. You knew it for many years as the Arkansas Arts Center in Little Rock. Delighted to have Victoria Ramirez, the director of the Museum of Fine Arts, with us. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Rex. Yeah, really exciting. Now, before I get into the museum itself, first tell me a little background. How'd how'd you get to Arkansas? Well, I'm about to celebrate my three-year anniversary as as an Arkansan. Time, it does fly, uh, despite construction, despite COVID, time flies. You've been here for the whole pandemic, in other words. What a period. Well, you know, as we were saying earlier, I'm a a native Clevelander, but spent the last 20-some years living in Texas. Mm. And prior to joining the Arkansas Museum of Fine Arts, I was the director of the El Paso Museum of Art in far, far west Texas. Um, I also served as the director of the Bullock Museum in Austin Mm -hmm. and worked in the education department, led the education department at the Museum of Fine Arts in Houston. So wonderful. I'm I'm sort of a a Clevelander Texan, if that's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Clevelander current Arkansan. And as I told you when we visited over lunch uh, a while back, of course, I'm a I'm a history nerd. Uh, I have a son who lives in Austin, and when he's busy, he can drop me off. I have literally spent entire days at the Bullock Museum. That's that's, that's my thing. So uh, it's it's easy to do. Texas has a a rich and very unique history, and it's well told at the Bullock Museum. So well, pr- proud to have been there. Talk about a rich history. The old Arkansas Art Center now back. It was the Museum of Fine Arts before that. Now it's back to the Museum of Fine Arts, but a rich history there, and I'm going to get into some specifics, but this incredible transformation that's going on, uh, you got here right as ground was being broken, and it is, and again, I will touch on some of this international recognition that you're even receiving from architectural publications and also, but give us an overview of, uh, like I said, a spectacular expansion and renovation that truly is drawing international attention right now. Absolutely. We're so proud of that, too. You know, um, Studio Gang, led by the incredible architect Jeannie Yang, was selected to be the architect. She's working hand-in-hand with Scape, who was our landscape architect out of New York. Uh, When they were selected, it was really about creating a building that on the one hand solves some problems for us. We needed a building that functioned better, not only for the art, but for people. And then we also wanted a building that was really going to be an architectural landmark. And I think we've gotten that. Over the years, we have, uh, as you said, broke ground. Uh, About 70% of the building was demolished. We saved about 30% of it primarily because it was cost effective, but also because it just it just made sense. As you said, they we were originally uh, the Museum of Fine Arts when mm-hmm. we opened in 1937. We have a beautiful facade 
that reads Museum of Fine Arts, and that's been preserved. Uh, right. And actually serves as one of our entrances to the museum. Uh, we preserved our theater, which the envelope of the theater was in terrific shape, great proportions, set about 350, which we really liked that size, and so we saved that and, and then saved a couple of other elements. But really the big thing was creating an art museum for the 21st century, which meant an art museum that could preserve the uh, foundation's collection, um, an art museum that could help us offer exhibitions and programs and theatrical performances that are, are befitting of the 21st century, and an art museum that's just welcoming and a joy to be in. And, you know, I tell people when I walk through the museum, it's both awe-inspiring and yet comfortable. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what we want. I'm so proud of the fact that we're a free museum, and we hope that when we open to the public, people will come in and, and feel that. They'll feel that they're in a special place. They'll feel that they're in a place that was built just for them because it was built just for Little Rock. But then they'll also feel comfortable. And our sincere hope, of course, is that everybody wants to come back after they yeah. visit it once. A- absolutely. You have raised, the museum has raised more than $140 million in this effort. Um, and I don't think our Kansans really have put all of this together in their mind. But take that 140 roughly. Uh, I know you've topped that now, but take that 140 roughly. Add in the $71 million renovation that was done to the Robinson Center for Performing Arts a few years ago. Now the symphony is uh, going to spend another $10 million or so on a, on a music center down by Heifer International. You know, just those three projects, that's over $200 million for the arts invested in one neighborhood, downtown Little Rock. That's pretty darn impressive for a city of 200,000 people. At least to me it is. Oh, it's absolutely impressive for any city, Mm -hmm. uh, but certainly for a city our size. I think it is very telling to add up those numbers the way you just did and think about what people want for their community, what people want for the future of Little Rock, Mm -hmm. and what people value and think is important. You know, for those people who are on the fence sometimes about uh, supporting an arts or a cultural organization, sometimes we'll say to them, well, imagine if it wasn't there. And you imagine if, if those amenities or those elements were not part of our community, what would our community be like? Mm-hmm. But fortunately, they are there. And, and I can speak very specifically, of course, of the uh, capital campaign that the Art Museum has initiated. It really, I think, has set the bar and set a tone for the future and Mm -hmm. and the philanthropic future of the community. Led by uh, Harriet and Warren Stevens, our our capital campaign co-chairs, not only, of course, did the citizens of of Little Rock contribute through the bond that was passed uh, a few years ago, but private citizens of uh, central Arkansas primarily have contributed four times that amount, and mm. and that's really led to that success. Five million has come from the state of Arkansas itself, and we're incredibly grateful for that. But it's it's seeing the the people who 
have given to the arts before step up, uh, and then seeing people who've never given before but recognize that the arts, it's more than just experiences for the community. It's a, it's a tourism driver. It, mm-hmm. It'll fuel the economy. Mm-hmm. Um, it provides jobs. It provides security. It, it's an educational asset for more than just children. We certainly are an organization that serves uh, toddlers to seniors, we say. And I know the other cultural organizations in town do the same. So it's, it's very gratifying and inspiring and certainly fuels us as staff to keep going, knowing that there are so many people who believe in what we're doing and think it's important, and important enough that they're willing to invest in us. When you and I had lunch recently, I described for you a breakfast meeting I had had with Tom and Stuart Walton up in Northwest Arkansas a year ago, and I was so inspired by their vision of Arkansas. They said they wanted it to be to the central third of the country, kind of what Colorado is to the western third, a place where people go where there's a lower cost of living to get off the coast, but it combines culture with outdoor recreational opportunities, both. And they saw Arkansas as having the potential to be that for the central third of the country. Obviously, uh, since 2011, and they're expanding again, we've been blessed to have Crystal Bridges in Arkansas, now the the momentary. And and one of the things you described for me over lunch, and I want you for our audience to hit on, is the fact that that's not competition. That's something that complements Crystal Bridges, that complements the Museum of Fine Arts, because they work together having two internationally recognized institutions to make Arkansas a state where people literally go for culture. Nobody nobody could have dreamed that a few decades ago. Sure, sure. Well, you know, you think about Arkansas and you think about where it sits in the United States and the region, and the truth is there's interesting art and important art being made today in our state and in our region, and there has been for many decades. And so to have two institutions in one state who can tell those stories, who can elevate the art and artists of the Mid-South and create a more national dialogue where they and our stories are a part of that national dialogue is, is critically important to not only the art history of the country, but the history of the country. You know, art is about the human experience, Mm -hmm. and we would not be telling the human experience of the country if we didn't include the middle of the country. So I'm often asked if Crystal Bridges is ever ever viewed as a a competitor. Yeah. And and the, the truth is absolutely not. We know them well. We know them as friends. We know them as colleagues. They're great potential future partners when we reopen. And... In the art world, you know, maybe it's like this in media. If sometimes it feels like there are so few of us that <laughs> that, that you kind of glom onto each other. Yeah, yeah, it is. And and you don't consider each other competition. If we can get one more person to value experiencing museums during their leisure time in this world, it benefits us all. If we can get more people excited about museums through Crystal Bridges, and then they'll come to us fantastic 
And I would say vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, if somebody can go to their hometown museum here in Little Rock and then say, let's go to Crystal Bridges and check it out, that's, that's the dream. It's also interesting to think about how complementary we are. And there are certain assets that Crystal Bridges has that we don't, and there are certain assets that we have that they don't. I'm so proud of our art school. I'm proud of our performing arts program, our children's theater program. You know, we're going to open this new building, but we're not a new museum. Exactly. The the truth is we've been doing these things for decades. Many decades, yeah. And so, and we know what we're doing, which is also a benefit. But it's, um, I, I think we're in for a really vibrant future for Arkansas because of what's happening both in Northwest and Centrally. And uh, I'm excited to see what's to come now you 10 told years me down the road. Your, your first official day of work was the day of the groundbreaking, right? Is that was my first day on the job. First day on the yes. job. Boy, you yes. talk about hitting the ground running. It was. Um, it, I, was uh, I was told by many people unseasonably hot that day. Mm-hmm. Um, I was warm beyond belief. <laughs> but, um, you know, in some ways there was no better way to start this journey yeah. than to meet the just groundswell of people who were so excited about what's to come, to be in the room with our landscape architects and our architects, to be in the room with our board members and foundation members and the people who are with us, tried and true, um, and to mark the moment Mm -hmm. that we were going to start building in MacArthur Park. And so... I'll never forget that first day on the job. (laughs) And, you know, it would have been really easy to say, we're just going to focus entirely on the building, on making sure we get it right, on getting stuff moved out of the old building, planning to move back in. But according to your most recent release I was reading, since then, you have acquired 811 additional works of art. That's that's pretty amazing. It's, It's pretty impressive. I have to say, sometimes I read that number and I, I'm impressed myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is a very good point. And I think that, um, yes, we are constructing a new building. We are landscaping into the park beyond mm-hmm. what we had initially planned. We are moving forward with a campaign. But we are also reimagining the programming and we are still running a museum which means that gifts of art continue to come into the foundation's collection. It means the foundation continues to purchase and acquire works, but it also means an awful lot of preparation getting ready for the opening of the building. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of the back of house stuff that you need to have running seamlessly in order to focus on your mission. And that is one thing I am tremendously proud of that we as a staff have accomplished. Despite COVID, despite being in a temporary location, we really have focused on making sure that we have the underpinnings of a well-oiled machine uh, when we open so we can really focus on our visitors, our guests, and providing just the very best possible experience. That number 811 additional works of art impressed me. Let me tell you some other numbers that impressed me, because we're a state of only 3 million people, yet 
again, the most recent numbers, and they've probably gone up since I found this, but 29 donors who have given a million dollars or more, an additional 92 donors who have given between 100000 and a million dollars. Again, that's in a state of only 3 million people. It, it shows, I guess, the deep love that people have for this institution that, again, has been around for decades now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I am proud to say that number has gone up. Okay. Those were just the most recent <laughs> yeah. I could find in my Internet searches. Um, you know, it shows the deep love for the institution, but it also shows the deep love for the community and the state. And seeing the, the vision for what this museum can be, and believing that it's worth the investment, an investment at, at a pretty high level for very many people, as, as you've noted, it's, again, it, it says quite a bit about what Arkansans value and what we want for our future. The majority of our donors are from central Arkansas. Mm-hmm. We have a couple of donors who are out of state. We have a few who are up in northwest Arkansas. Uh, the ones out of state have deep Arkansas connections. And again, they're, they're seeing not only does this community need um, and want to have an institution like the one that we're building, um, but also they have the confidence that we're going to be able to really make this place sing the way that it needs to. And, you know, philanthropy is, is uh, well, for lack of a better word, it's infectious. Yeah. You know, yeah. you, you, you realize that when you contribute philanthropically to your community, you can move the needle. You can really make significant change. And I have to say that's one of the most exciting things about being part of this project the support that's coming in will make significant change. Mm -hmm. And that's what we all want to see. We'll be back with more of the Southern Fried Podcast, but first, this break. Hi, Rex Nelson here. Thanks for listening so far. A lot of the topics we cover here on the Southern Fried Podcast and many more can be found on the pages of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. If you'd like to support this great newspaper's commitment to bringing you the latest in Arkansas news, sports, and entertainment, consider subscribing to the Democrat Gazette today. With your subscription, you'll get a digital edition of the newspaper every morning, along with the latest news and updates delivered to you on an iPad, provided at no extra cost. For just $34 a month, you'll get the same award-winning journalism you've come to expect from the Democrat Gazette, including my three weekly columns, plus exclusive photo galleries, videos, articles, and digital extras all in the palm of your hand. To sign up today, call 1-800-482-1121 or visit us online at arkansasonline.com forward slash subscribe. Welcome back to the Southern Fried Podcast, a production of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. I mentioned early on that you had received international recognition, and I wasn't just exaggerating. I'm going to give you one example. There are others, but last year, Icon Magazine listed eight 
new projects that they considered among the most architecturally significant in the world. Eight. Only eight in the world. There was only one in the United States, and guess what it was? It was the Arkansas Museum of Fine Arts. We love that list yeah. so much. It was that incredible. Blew me away when it, I saw it, it as an Arkansan. You know, it it surprised us, but then it didn't because we, working on this project, working with Studio Gang, we know we have a building that's pretty significant. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, again, those not familiar, Studio Gang has done work all over the world. Gene Gang was MacArthur. A lot of people know that as the Genius Award, a Genius Award winner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was a Genius Award winner, and so was Kate Orff, oh, who yeah. heads up Scape Land. That's right, on both so sides. We have two yeah. Genius yes, MacArthur Genius uh, recipients. But, you know, seeing that list, I can't, I think we were listed number three or four, but I remember we were right after Taipei. <laughs> Taipei and then Little Rock. Little yeah. Rock. Yeah. The architectural buildings to look out for. Mm-hmm. But, but here's the thing, too, that people are seeing with this building. It's, it's beautiful. It's distinctive. I think it's really going to be one of those buildings that ha- will have a very distinct look because of the roof line, because right. of the use of glass. But it is a very forward-thinking museum, as I said, from both the functional perspective and then from the guest experience perspective. Mm-hmm. There are certain elements of that building that speak to where museums are going as places for people to gather. It's not about a uh, mausoleum for art. Mm-hmm. It is It is going to be a safe place for art and a, a place where we can safely house our collection. But it is a very forward-thinking museum experience that, like I said, puts people first. And when we open to the public and when the media visits and really starts to see that, I, I think it has the potential to change some of the ways that museums operate mm-hmm. because we are putting our visitors front and center architecturally, which is something that, that Jeannie Gang talks about quite a bit in her design philosophy. And, and then I, I love the fact, and I, I told you this when we had lunch, that you're putting just as much focus, like I said, two MacArthur Award winners on the landscaping is on the building itself. You don't often see that. And uh, I mentioned that Tom and Stuart Walton vision of outdoor recreational opportunities working hand-in-hand with culture, and and you're doing that. And I write about the outdoors a lot. I think it's what sets Arkansas apart from its neighbors. And so I was personally excited to see that focus – as much not just on the building, but on the surrounding landscape and really improving MacArthur Park, which is our city's oldest public park. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm thrilled by our location and well done in 1937 yeah, yeah. Uh, when it was determined that the museum was, was going to be placed in MacArthur Park. It, I mean, it's our oldest and largest urban mm-hmm. park. But I think, again, it speaks to the future of how we're spending our leisure time and the future of how we are choosing to socialize. And simply because you want to have an art or a cultural experience, that doesn't need to be separate from an experience that you may have with the outdoors or an experience you may have with nature. 
So uh, in with the old building, our footprint covered about two acres. Mm-hmm. Our new landscape plan covers over 11 acres. And with that 11 acres, you have walking paths, you have native plants and trees, you have sculpture, you have areas designated for programming and events, and then areas that are just designated for people to enjoy. Yeah. Um, grab a picnic, grab a blanket, grab the family, and, and head out. And, you know, with a, being a free museum, one can easily come in and out of our doors and, and then enjoy the outdoors or enjoy the indoors as, as they want. We have worked hand in hand with the city on our landscape plans. And I think that what people will start to see, especially with some of the other elements that are going into MacArthur Park, Mm -hmm. is the experience of going to that neighborhood will simply go beyond just visiting the museum and our 11 acres. Um, There's there's so much more to do and enjoy uh, throughout the park. And, and I know that there's more to come as well. So we, we, we do have to thank the city of Little Rock for really putting the resources uh, and wanting to put more resources towards elevating the park. I work in downtown. We're taping this right now at the Arkansas Democrat Gazette at Capitol and Scott downtown. I write a lot about downtown because I think any city is only as strong as its heart, and that's its downtown. And Recently, we've seen a, a number of announcements. The two largest towers here on Capitol Avenue have sold to owners who say they're going to put millions of dollars into them. We've seen Lyon College with its plan to put both a dental school and a veterinary school, which can be a real game changer for downtown. But I've got to tell you, I credit the Museum of Fine Arts for that, because when they see your institution putting more than $140 million downtown, I I do think that sends a message to developers and other investors potentially in downtown Little Rock. Mm -hmm. Well, I appreciate you saying that. Um, and I, I just think and, and it changes the game for the whole neighborhood. And I agree with you. And I think what's important about that is you're not seeing arts and cultural organizations as separate from the business community. Mm-hmm. It's not businesses, residential, and everybody else. Uh, we are part of the fabric of this community. We will have a restaurant. We will have a store. As I said, we will be a reason for somebody to go to MacArthur Park, even if they don't want to come into the museum. It's, it's a beautification effort. It's, it's all of those things. But it is definitely good to see what's happening in downtown. I think when we do invest in our downtown, everybody benefits. And, you know, there's something about a vibrant downtown, and especially our downtown, which I think has some of the most interesting architectural buildings that really tell the story and the history of this community. New and old. New and old. Yeah. I mean, you've got everything from the old state house, which is one of the best-known former state capitals in the country. Of course, Bill Clinton was there on election night in both 92 and 96, to the Clinton Presidential Museum itself, which was done by an internationally famous architect. So, again, for a city of this size, you've got some pretty significant architecture already, both old and new. Right. Right. And, you know, those are the elements when you're a tourist, Mm -hmm. uh, whether you're coming from 
halfway across the state of Arkansas or, or just outside of the state, when you're a tourist, that's what you remember. You mm-hmm. remember what makes a community distinct. And our downtown can certainly be one of those distinctive, memorable experiences for people seeing um, our community for the first time. You announced back on January the 25th of 2021 that name change from the Arkansas Arts Center to the Arkansas Museum of Fine Arts. Talk a little bit about what went into that decision, why the decision to go back to the name from many decades ago, Museum of Fine Arts. Sure. So uh, that decision actually was years in the making. Prior to even entertaining the idea of a name change, there were community discussions, there were uh, meetings with focus groups and, and other stakeholders, and one of the questions that we asked is about the name. Mm-hmm. And what we learned from those discussions is there, well, people became familiar and used to the name, there wasn't a strong attachment to it. And so when we floated the idea by these groups, you know, what if the name changed? This is the opportunity to change the name. We really did not get any kind of negative pushback or feedback. So we started working on a name change. And, you know, museums can go in many directions Mm -hmm. when they consider their name. We looked at various words, certainly our neighbors, neighbors in Crystal Bridges and uh, at the momentary, have have decided to embrace an idea, um, right. which is really interesting, and and we looked at that, and then we looked at our own history. And when we revisited the name of the institution in 1937, when we saw what was carved on the wall of our facade, it became clear it was Museum of Fine Arts. Now, we know that it was actually uh, Governor Rockefeller mm-hmm. who insisted that, I don't know if he insisted, but who strongly recommended. Strongly suggested, strong, absolutely. Strongly suggested, <laughs> thank you, Rex, <laughs> um, that we have Arkansas in our name. And his belief was that this museum, given its location in the capital city and in the middle of our state, needed to be an institution that served the state. And so we still believe that. We still endeavor to reach all communities in this state and offer programming for uh, communities outside of central Arkansas. And so it really became, I think, a very natural decision to say that we would be the Arkansas Museum of Fine Arts. The other thing that came about in this conversation that I'd love to share with everybody is the idea of what a museum is in 2022 and 2023 is very Mm -hmm. different than what it was in the mid 20th century. And museums are moving towards and really wanting to be places for people, wanting to be places for self-expression, inspiration, enjoyment, togetherness, community cohesion, all all these things that we we loved about the art center. Mm -hmm. And those um, ideals and that mission is not going away simply because we've changed our name. We believe that museum in our name is befitting of the phenomenal collection that we have amassed over the decades through gifts, through purchases. The foundation has a little over 14,000 works of art in the collection, which is, I believe, well, it's 
one of the largest collections in the state, mm-hmm. not the largest. And you know, you look at who is in our collection and who we continue to bring into our collection. And it is a museum-worthy collection. So determining that museum needed to be in our name, certainly the caliber of our collection factored into that. So spring of next year, we open the doors and we all get to show up at MacArthur Park and start ooing and eyeing at that point. That's right. That's right. right. Spring of 2023. It'll be here before you know. It really will. (laughs) Victoria, thank you so much. Thank you, Rex. I have really enjoyed the visit. Victoria Ramirez, the director of the Arkansas Museum of Fine Arts. I'm Rex Nelson. Thank you for joining us for another edition of the Southern Fried Podcast, a production of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette.